This is the Bob McCallum Podcast brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers online casino and sportsbook app today. As usual with John Shannon to begin the week. And it is playoff time, finally, in the National Hockey League. Well, it's playoff time in the NBA, too. Yeah. Uh, but we are going to spend today talking about the National Hockey League as they get underway this week with uh, eight series. And I can make the argument you you... You could take these 16 teams and put them under a hat and start pulling them out, and you wouldn't know who you got. Yeah, um, it's fascinating to see uh, the prognostications this weekend since we've had three days to ruminate about it. Uh, and the predictions and, you know, upsets. And and then and then when you look back, Bob, if the, if the lower-seeded team wins, is it really an upset? Is it really an upset? Exactly. Yeah, Be- yeah. Because they're just so close. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and even and even that like a team like for instance Winnipeg that you know squeaked into the playoffs the last week of the season, um, and yet forty five games fifty games of the season they were the they were in first place in that central division. So if if they beat Vegas in the first round, how much of an upset is it? I, I'm not sure it is an upset. Oh, that one I think that one would be an upset for me. It would be. I mean, look at Winnipeg was was a sub ninety point team. We, you know, the top twelve teams. I think they are the twelve. Yeah, top sub one hundred point, sub one hundred point team. You're right. They yeah, they're, they they're all over a hundred. Yeah, and and the top one in that group, I take Boston out of it, is uh, Carolina at one thirteen. Yeah. So the difference is negligible yeah. over Look, that period you, of time. This is. I am really looking forward to the Stanley Cup playoffs. This is one of the best years of all eight first round matchups. It is going to be spectacular. Well, we're going to talk about it. And who better to talk about it with than the longtime voice of hockey in this country, Jim Houston, who has been in retirement. So he spent an entire year not doing a hockey game. And now how will he or will he watch the playoffs? We'll ask him about that. Jimmy Houston, when we come back in a moment. Hi, this is Bob McCowan for BetRivers.com. Hey, if you're looking for a sports book or casino app, you should check out the Bet Rivers Sports and Casino app today. Play all of your favorite casino games for real money anywhere and anytime. Plus, get in the action with each sports game with hundreds of sports betting options. And get ready to feel like a VIP because you'll earn both loyalty level points and bonus store points on every real money wager you make. You must be 19 plus, available in Ontario only. Please play responsibly. If you have questions or concerns about your gambling or someone close to you, contact Connex Ontario at 1-866-531-2600 or speak to an advisor free of charge. BetRivers.com. We are uh, back. It's McCowan and Shannon with you. And uh, our oh, pal- can I say it? Can I say it? Look who uh, the cat dragged in. Yeah, <laughs> literally and figuratively here. Where where is the, where has the cat been? <laughs> well, you know, we've Just, gone the last six months without him. I know. I've been doing? slinking or slinking around in the background. That's what cats do. 
Are you bored with retirement yet? Are you kidding me? No. Oh. No, my my days are full. I I most days I do absolutely nothing, but I'm really oh. good at it. Um it's no, it's uh Life is good. And one of the things I learned very quickly, or and I had thought of before I made a decision to quit and move on, was that uh, you just, you better break the rearview mirror. Yeah. Just carry on. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Jim, I, you might have some competition for that job because I'm really good at doing nothing too. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's amazing how uh, proficient you can become at something like that. I can turn in the, turn the smallest job into a whole afternoon. Um <laughs> I can see that. It's terrific. But I'll tell you, though, I, I go crazy. You know, we just do an hour a day or so, and and I, I go nuts from time to time. You don't? No. I, fortunately, that hasn't happened at all. I just, uh, I find I've got enough things to do. Uh, my plate's full. Plus, I still, one of the things you don't lose when you quit a job uh, if you had any passion for it whatsoever, is the actual passion, in, in this case, for the sport. Yeah. So um, if there's tiddlywinks on TV and I don't know the result, I'll watch it. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I love watching the NHL just as much as I always have, although I watch it in a very different fashion because I'm, you know, not taking notes and detailing what power plays and penalty kills are doing and that sort of thing. Uh, I love watching baseball. Uh, football season was fantastic. So those are good kind of spare time equalizers. I hated this past weekend when there was nothing on. I had I watched the women's worlds and that was fantastic. Um, but uh, I was so disappointed that the NHL decided on a dark weekend at this time of year with the playoffs on the horizon. Um, <clears throat> but for the most part, there's lots to do and lots to watch. I tell, I tell you, just as an aside, Saturday night, I got a text from a friend who was working at UBS Arena. Uh, and on Saturday afternoon, uh, Barstool TV, and this is a blatant plug for Barstool, who, you know, are, but Shannon and Barstool not necessarily go hand in hand. I don't know. If not, <laughs> yeah. But they they covered the uh, the New York City Police Department versus the Fire Department <laughs> hockey game. <laughs> the most the place, violent hockey game ever. The most violent hockey game ever. The place is sold out. People, the bagpipes are going for twenty minutes before. People are crying because of uh, honoring the the the, uh, the people that passed at nine eleven, or yeah. soul, or or police officers or fire firemen that have passed since. And then they play a hockey game, and, and it was it was different. Let's put it that way. But they, they did have one viewer north of the border at least for a little while. <laughs> I heard I heard lots about it, and I heard lots of people talking about it and watched some clips from it. And I, I was thinking back to, this is anecdotally in my past, uh, playing rec hockey and, you know, late night to pick up hockey games. The toughest guys to control ever were the policemen and the firemen because <laughs> well, they, they get so passionately involved in the game and almost try too hard. But it's uh, that that's funny. And, and you can imagine, I, I can imagine anyway, in New, in New York, what a rivalry that is and how much it means to some of those guys to be able to play on that team. And the moment it ends, they're buddies again. Oh, right on. And they're, and they're arm in arm again. So it was, it was, it was quite something. <laughs> well, I can confess I did not watch a minute of that. I did not know it was on. Uh, you were, you were watching the Jays, though, right? You were watching. The well, Jays. I watched the Blue Jays, but I also watched the golf on the weekend. I thought the Heritage was 
Well, was it one of the best tournaments of the year? Maybe the best tournament of the year. In terms of competitiveness, you had a, just a right. ton of guys within a couple shots all the way through. And one of my faves, Roy uh, Spieth, was was involved in that, obviously losing the playoff. Missed that putt, though. Eh? Yeah, missed, that so, putt. missed yeah. a bunch of putts. Yeah. But, um, no, I had, a, I had a good weekend. Thank you very much for asking. <laughs> uh, it's fun. The, act- the tour we- is really good right now. The PGA Tour is really well, good without, it, with, I, you know, it doesn't have a, the presence of Tiger. It doesn't have that kind of presence, but almost it's getting there. Like Rom is really good and Scotty Scheffler. And there's so many guys that are right on the doorstep that can challenge every week. And the shot making is unbelievable. Like the shot that Fitzpatrick made yeah. that basically won in the tournament is as spectacular a golf shot as you'll see without going in the hole. See, uh, two things. First of all, it's, uh, you wonder, I mean, is this the live influence that the uh, PGA has put its game in in better focus? And, and I don't more think so. And I often, no. I often wonder, like, what if live had never come along? Would, would, would the game be the, the way it is? You know, if Johnson and, and the others that have gone over there were on the PGA Tour, would we still feel as compelled? Or has their absence allowed a guy like Rom? Um, you know, um, and and others to jump to the top of the leaderboard, and and kind of created their own story. I think I tell you, I, I think know. live I think live has uh, shaken the foundation, and the foundation of the the tour is the players, and I think the players get it that they better be more entertaining and better be more competitive. You know, John, for, you know, just John Rahm, the fact that he wins the Masters and then shows up at the Heritage a week later, that's that's not normal. No, no first time in 10 years, I think, that the Masters winners played there. Although, what they did this year is, you know, they did a bunch of designated events where yes. you have to show up, and Heritage was one of them. Heritage so had a $3.5 million prize purse for the that's first, right. first place. Yeah, That's right. Look, at money talks. I'd well, go, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Uh, let's let's get to the. Not hockey. sure you'd be invited, but you'd no, go. I'm not sure I would be either. But yeah, um, the st- we know what the story has been all year. It's been the Boston Bruins, and it's still the story going into the playoffs. But what is really interesting, and I think is underappreciated by many, is that you can say what you want about Boston, but who's the second best team in the NHL? Because there are probably twelve teams right now who could could wind up being second and you shouldn't be at all surprised you've got what a dozen teams that got 100 points this year i mean there is nothing between two and 12 nothing couple of wins i don't disagree i have great excitement for this i i've watched the boston bruins as many people have uh trying to figure out as this this incredible season that they put together went on where and if there is a vulnerability um, and it's really hard to find. I mean, you can nitpick and say, okay, well, you know, their top two centers, Bergeron, Krejci, are, you know, real veterans, and if, you know, they they might be susceptible to injury and go down, and who knows whether Patrice is going to, how much he's going to play, but it's really hard to find vulnerability there. But you're absolutely right. I There are some compelling stories. I guess what, what I noticed, though, is that, you know, the, the league that has loved to trumpet parity uh, for quite a number of years now, especially since the, the big lockout, um, 
is not quite as even as it has been. I mean, there are some haves and have nots and the haves, the house hundred point teams, the haves at the top are really good teams. And the other guys were gone really early. Yeah. Same thing. That was the issue last year. Remember in the Eastern conference. Yeah. You, you knew the eight teams by Christmas time and the other eight teams, you knew who were going to miss the playoffs. And, yeah. and, and that's still, there is still a little bit of that. Mind you teams like Buffalo and Detroit and Ottawa are a little closer yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, it's one of those aspects. And, and the other thing, Jimmy, you talked about it. The league has done a really good job of, of heralding the Boston Bruins and really, and relishing the fact that we have this super team right now. So it's almost yeah. like they're, 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 they want parity and yet they're promoting, you know, the, the possibility of a very well. special team. Well, the, the disparity that we had in the past, pre-cap years, um, there's always been an argument that that, that is missed, that you, yeah. need, you need the superpowers, you need the villains. Like the Boston Bruins are either loved or hated, but they're known throughout the hockey world, uh, just as the Yankees have been in the past, just as the Rangers used to be, that Maple Leafs. It's, so I don't think it's bad for the league at all to, to have a team like this. And, you know, if they, if they win, I guess it's expected and no one will be surprised. But deep inside, there's a whole bunch of people that think, geez, I wonder if there's somebody there can knock him off and I'd love to see it happen. Somebody will challenge him. And then, you know, the next two months don't go without some speed bumps and pitfalls uh, and they'll have theirs. I can't imagine that it's going to be clean sailing, smooth sailing all the way through, but there's no, there's no question in all of our minds that they're the favorite. Well, they will be, but I think they'll be challenged in every step in every single round. They will face a team that, is probably good enough to beat them. Uh, they'll, they may not be as good, but they'll be, you know, there'll be a few six-game series, at least. Probably. In yeah. this, I, in I, this I, don't, I don't think. I'll be shocked if Florida wins a game. I really am. I, I'll be shocked. You but know, Florida you think, isn't a 100-point team. No, no, they're not. But they're, they're one of the bottom ones. Yeah. yeah they just and, scraped in. They just scraped in. I mean... I know, whether it's Alex Lyon or Sergei Bobrovsky playing goal, I just don't, I just don't see them providing competition for the Bruins. And as you know, Jim, and you've seen this over the years, you covering the league, uh, a lot of this story is a story of endurance. And so, you know, win your series quick, stay healthy, yep. rest up, and get ready for the next one. And you know, that's that's what every team that thinks they're a favorite. And I'm not sure there are many things that actually think they're a favorite. Many teams are, that's what they're praying for is let's get finished this series four or five, and then we'll prepare for the next series and pray that it goes four or five. Right. Because what happens in such a long season with 82 games, some of the teams this year actually had the luxury of resting a few guys in the last couple of weeks of the season, which is very unusual. Doesn't happen very often, but um, you enter the playoffs usually with a few guys that are banged up and you're not sure whether they're going to last very long. They could be gone in an instant. So you're right. It's in this battle of attrition. It's uh, it's often who can stay the healthiest. And that's why it's part of the reason we love the first round of the playoffs. And and I think collectively we all do it. It's the excitement of the spring. I, I think in in the sports world, 
in my estimation, one of the most exciting things in sport is the first shift of the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs because you'll watch every one of these games that happens in the next couple of days. And right after the anthem, the first few shifts, the first game of the first round will get to a level that these guys haven't been at all year. And and it's just incredibly exciting. And then it settles in. And by the time you're watching the third round of the playoffs, the beards are longer. The <laughs> eyes are droopy. And, you know, the guys are sitting on the bench and they look like they're completely worn out. And that's why some of the later round of the playoffs are nearly as exciting as the first round, just because of the, the battles these guys have to go through. Well, hold on now. I've done enough Stanley Cup finals as you have to know that by the time the fourth round comes in 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 the Stanley Cup, we're exhausted. Oh yeah, it just and we imagine, haven't done anything, and we haven't done anything. Just imagine, just imagine what those guys have gone through, and the mental and physical strain that they to to get to that point. That that's I think that's another reason why the first round is so exciting. This is as close to healthy as we're going to see any of the yeah. teams at, at any time. When do you, in, in your in your opinion, when do you think you get the sense the, of the personality of a series? Is it, is it, you talked about that first shift, but is there a game that you say, okay, now we know, you, you know, the, you know, the, it, in the boxing analogy, both guys have, have, have set it up for the first couple of rounds. And now we know where this, where, where this fight's going to go. I think it I think it can happen in a couple of different ways. Like sometimes um, if you've got a dominant team and they win their first two games at home, for example, or, or a, a dominant road team that wins the first two games, you get a feeling, right? You get a feeling early that there's one team that's dominant. But I usually think you get into the guts of the series. Like it's game three and four. It's in that area where you're 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 approaching the halfway mark in a series, then you know. Then you know how they match up. Then you know who's adjusted well, who's capable of making adjustments to to turn the series, and who isn't. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes teams are just, you can see, they don't have a chance. Uh, and that usually doesn't happen early, but I think you need to, it, there's the excitement of watching the first couple of games, but I always mm -hmm. felt that the most fun in, in terms of broadcasting the games and really trying to be involved in it was once you get into the middle of the guts, games three and four and five, that's where the series could turn, could be decided. That's when you really saw who could win a matchup, who couldn't. Um, all the little peripheral things that happen in a series that don't necessarily show all the time on the scoreboard, but mean a, make a huge difference in a particular game. Do you think we put too much emphasis on home ice advantage in the playoffs? Think, um, yeah, I do think we we do, especially with the high quality teams we've had and what and what we've seen in the past. I do think that you struck. Here's a couple of reasons why I, I think home ice advantage does make a difference for a team like Boston. They've earned the right to play a team that didn't have a hundred points. That makes a difference. They finished. They finished first. Um, but I also feel like most teams would tell you, in fact, all of them, I'm sure, would tell you that if there's a game seven in a series, you'd much rather have it on in your barn, on home ice, than on the road. Um, and that's what that's what you earn. But a lot of it, a lot of the give and take, I think, Bob, in, in a series doesn't really matter because uh, the days, 
have long passed where there was a building advantage because the ice surface was a little different or you know there there were quirks in in different buildings the, the old Boston Garden Chicago Stadium that sort of thing they're all they're all the same now the facilities underneath are pretty much all the same the guys live the same way so it's not as big a difference but I'll tell you what I if I I'd always be pushing to be first and and make sure I had home ice advantage uh, years ago, I had a conversation with a rather a, a longtime NHL um, involved person who said to me, "I, you know, he wishes that the league would allow the team with a better record to choose whether to play the first two games at home or on the road. And he said if he had that choice, he'd always play the first two on the road. What do you free think about that? Yeah, free and easy. I, I understand why people would say that. Um, and because quite often, you don't, you can't upset and win a series in the first game, but you can tilt the series a little bit and teams that are on the road are quite often free and easy and a little looser. They're the team that had the fewer points. They're probably underdogs. Um, like for Florida against Boston, for example, their best chance to get a win in the series and, and change the complexion of the series is game one. Go right. into Boston, knock them off, be free and easy, just play your game, be fast, be furious, uh, beat them, and plant a seed of doubt. And that's why I think guys like the idea of starting the series on the road. But as the series wears along and the series one after another come along, um, I think you'd rather be spending more time at home, and especially game sevens you'd rather have at home. Well, and that's the difference between best of fives and best of sevens, right? That's why we're yeah. at best of sevens, because in the end, the better team has a better chance of eventually winning. Best of seven doesn't usually tell you a lie. No, no, it doesn't. Is there, yeah, you know, I don't know whether you, either of you guys could comment on this because you, I mean, you haven't been there in this capacity, but is there anything to being together as a team on the road? especially in the playoffs. I mean, you do it half the time during the regular season, but still, you know, you're around each other. Um, There are no family distractions whatsoever. Uh, You know, is there anything to that? Teams, if you haven't bonded as a team by now, it's not going to happen in the playoffs. So that part of it goes out the window. I do think that there is something to... As, as the rounds go on, maybe not so much in the in the first or second round, but if you start to you start to close in on the Stanley Cup final and the outside, not so much pressures, but the outside influences of you know family flying in for the game and uh, right. dealing with tickets and dealing with being at home. Sometimes I think I've talked to a lot of guys who say, yeah, it's a, just a lot easier for me to be on the road, go to a restaurant, go to my hotel room, go to sleep um, and not have to deal with all of that stuff. But you know, the other side of that is, uh, do you, would you rather deal with that than, than be out of the playoffs? Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you would. So yeah. I, I don't, but, but the 82 games of the regular season, in my estimation, is that's when you build your team. And if you haven't built it and you don't have a tight group, you're not going to have any super bonding in the first round of the playoffs uh, because you've missed the opportunity. That's what you had all season long. Yeah. I do do think that – I think you're bang on, Jim, about the outside influences of family doing what they do in the the conference final and the final. 
You know, if you, you end up with a, a house full of people and, and your routine is upset, you know as well as I do, Jim. These guys, by this time, they, they're going into a two-month two bubble right if, they're, if they're getting to the final. And they are such creatures of routine of when they eat, when they nap, if they nap, how much interaction they have with their kids. You know, wives, wives and girlfriends deserve medals at this time of year. <laughs> in this league yeah. because they have to manage everything but playing the game and that routine of the morning skate, particularly at home. And then players coming home and, you know, Hey, you can't bug dad right now. Dad's got to, dad's got to get into that zone. And it, everybody can say, ah, oh, that doesn't happen. That happens all the time. Really that's question. the biggest issue. That's the biggest issue. So that's why I think players like going on the road but you know what? Families travel on the road now, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially when you get to the, the aforementioned third and fourth rounds of yeah. the playoffs. It's not unusual for that to happen at all. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it is a fascinating time of year because you, I mean, I mean, on our part of the industry, you don't get beat up the way the players do, obviously. But you pack your bag and you head out and you know that uh, spring might be over by the time you get home. It's two months and it's a grind. Yeah. And, who's going uh, to clean your golf clubs? They, who's going to use them? Um, <laughs> there's the problem. So I think, you know, the guys that are on the, are on the really good teams, um, they're settled in. They know that if they're as good as they can be, then I'll see you about the 15th of June. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the way it works. That's why I have such great admiration for teams that are consistently good. Like I watch, not necessarily as a fan, but but I guess partly as a fan, but a, a real interested observer of Tampa Bay, because what they've done in recent years is just so hard to do. Like like Chicago before them, winning in 10, 13, and 15. Um when you play, you know, I think it was Brian Trotche always used to say that every playoff game was like two regular season games. So you look at the guys that have played 100 playoff games, that's a lot of wear and tear, especially when you do it back to back to back to back. Um, and I so admire teams that are able to rise to that level and consistently stay there. And now what we're watching with Tampa is a team that we're all a little bit curious about. Are they at the end of the line? Do they have another rally? Can they turn it on for the playoffs? But I I hope they can I hope they can rise to a level, whether they win their first series or whether they move deep into the playoffs or not. I hope they can play at the level they've been accustomed to and force another team like the Leafs to beat them at their game because I'd hate to see them fall mm -hmm. off a cliff because they've just been so excellent. And now they had a couple of years where they won in abnormal circumstances because of the pandemic. Everything's kind of back to normal now, and uh, I'm really interested to see what they can do. Before we go to break, you lived the bubble. Yeah. In Toronto and in Edmonton. You you actually you followed Tampa that year. Um, what, do you think that that had a heavier impact on a team than a regular Stanley Cup playoff run? I think if you ask those guys in retrospect that you could put an asterisk beside Tampa Bay winning in the bubble and not because it was easier, because it was so much harder, because yeah. of the isolation, because uh, like I can't imagine what it was like for those guys on the off days 
Like you just couldn't do anything. Um, but they were able to hold it together and play at an extremely high level and win a Stanley Cup, which nobody can take away from them. Sadly, it wasn't in in 20, it wasn't in front of fans. And so it was so it was so very different. But I can imagine in an awful lot of ways, it was harder. I mean, when you talked about the fam families and things like that, these guys didn't see their families. Didn't have right. hope of seeing anybody for a couple of months. At least a couple of months, yep. And they couldn't get outside of the restaurant in the hotel. Um, so to be able to keep it together, and we saw examples of teams that looked like from the outside as we watched them that pulled the plug on that and said, I can't get out of here fast enough. Let's get out of this bubble. They stuck with it and they won. And and it's just another part of the legacy of a great team that will be remembered for how good it has been for a long time, for a long time. Well, I think it's, you know, in my mind, for, at least for me, it's probably the number two story of these playoffs. The Bruins have to be the number one story. But Tampa Bay is number two because, uh, I mean, all year long I've been wondering, are these guys just on cruise control? Do they know that this is a long season? Do they know that it doesn't really matter what you do during the regular season? You just got to get into the playoffs. And they've done that quite comfortably. You know, do they have that that other gear? Do they still have that other gear that they can shift into? And you can say no. I mean, I've I've looked at uh, several of their games, watched several of their games, and they don't look like they used to look. They don't look as dominant. But then again, it's been regular season hockey. They knew they were going to finish third. I don't think they really cared whether they finished second and caught Toronto. Um, I'll be intrigued to see whether they can turn it up and crank it up in, in round one. Because if they can, um, they're going to give Boston a fight. Oh, yeah. They, they, still, they still have the guy who I think and most people think is the best goaltender in the world. Sure they do. So Vasilevsky, that's, and that changes everything. And as an aside, if you look at the, the teams that are in the playoffs this year, you can go to, I, I counted eight or nine teams that are actually in the playoffs and many of those the 100 point teams where your analysis of how they're going to do in the playoffs might start with i'm not sure about their goaltending <laughs> i'm not sure if it's good enough tampa has that they've got a stud defenseman they truly miss ryan mcdonough um, i don't know that they understood the magnitude of him not being around there but they still have kutra and a healthy Braden point Right. Up front is remarkable for them. So that so they still have some ingredients, whether they've got the juice to do it or whether, you know, they finally run into a leave team that's ready to win. We're about to find out. By the way, yeah. quietest 50 goal season, maybe of all time. Braden Point. Yeah. Yeah. Quietest 50 goal season. Shocking. Yeah. But good to I'll see get to a break. We got we're halfway home. We're more actually past halfway home. Uh Jim Houston is with us and we'll be back in a moment. Spring is here, and so are the long days, warm weather, and yard work. If you're anything like me, then you know how easy it is to get behind on your spring to-do list. But Factor is here to help. The number one ready-to-eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door, saving you time to get the things you need to do done. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes, so all you have to do is heat and enjoy. 
We offer delicious, flavor-packed options on the menu each week to fit a variety of lifestyles like keto to calorie smart, vegan or veggie. With over 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. Head to factormeals.com slash bobcast50 and use code bobcast50 to get 50% off of your first box. That's code bobcast50 at factormeals.com slash bobcast50 to get 50% off of your first box. So we are talking about the NHL playoffs, Jim Hughes. Stanley Cup playoffs. Stanley Cup playoffs. The Stanley Cup playoffs. Stanley Cup playoffs. Do I have to send that tweet out again? You can say you send it. It doesn't make any difference to me one way or the other. I know. Um, I just I just want to be right. You know. Final and finals. That's what. No, no, no. That don't you go. How about offside and offsides? Oh, I hate that. (laughs) It's offside. It's offside. Some and players call it offsides. Would you guys like? Would you guys like to have a room? (laughs) Don't worry. We've we've had this conversation a few times the last thirty years. Oh my god. Jimmy Houston on a, is usually on a us. golf course, but that's okay. All right. Um, so Boston's number one. Who's number two? There's a list of them. There's a real list of them. I think that's uh, my my point is that there's exactly. a long list. So, so as I mentioned at the outset, I thought watching Boston this year, I, I as they as they as their point total grew and they didn't lose and losers, I I started to look and think, is there a vulnerability anywhere? It's just kind of the way you look at things, and and couldn't find much. But then then you look at anybody who's who's going to be number two, whether you know, is it Tampa? Is it Toronto? Is it Carolina? Is it Colorado? The defending Stanley Cup champions. Um, you find something that I can throw out a few questions about. I I love the Colorado Avalanche, and they're the defending champions, and they've learned how to win. Losing their captain, Gabriel Landeskog, when they thought they might get him back as the great tra- trading deadline acquisition really hurts them. Um, and then there's a couple of other questions. They're going to go into the playoffs with another guy who's really never played goal in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, they just needed adequate goaltending last year, and they managed to win, and Darcy Kemper gave them good goaltending. Um, not spectacular, but good. Now they're going to go in with a guy who's played two playoff games in Alexander Georgiev, uh, assuming that that's who's going to play. And then the other question is, for me, uh, they would be they, – they, they might be a favorite. They might be number two. But if Kale McCarr isn't okay, they're, that's trouble. This, I mean, you can make comparisons to going way back. I say Bobby Orr. Like, if, you know, this is a guy who plays half the game, sometimes a little more. Um, and he plays it at a level that few other people play it at. And if he's not at the level they need him to be at, they're going to they're gonna have a, a little trouble because they no team can can fill that hole. I'm not suggesting it's a hole, but we just don't know. Um, so they, you know, there's a, with all of the other teams, there seems to be you can throw out a question mark or two, valid or not, they're there. Uh, look at the point. The points differential um, at the top is negligible, but the number two team points wise in the NHL this year was uh, Carolina. Yeah. Why don't they get the respect that perhaps they deserve? What's what is the problem with the Carolina team? Um well, 
part of the problem is where they play and where they're seen, uh, which is, you know, they're seen regionally and they don't, we don't see them nationally very often. You have to seek them out to watch them. They are, they are a wonderfully consistent team. And the only thing that I can think that is wrong with them right now is they had made a really solid plan to bring in Max Pacioretty um, and he and Svechnikov would give them some top level sniping, some gold mm-hmm. school scoring that they just don't have. Like they, I think if they're going to win, they're going to win a 2-1-3-2 Stanley Cup series all the way. And there's some peril in that because you can't score your way out of the problems you might get into, and everybody does at some point. They're a fantastic team and worthy of where they finished in the standings. They might not have enough pop, but, man, they're they're really good. The, the thing, the thing to, to that point, Jim, the thing with them – is if they get if they get a one or two goal lead, they can hold on. Yeah. But if they don't, if the opposition gets a one or two goal lead, they're in, they could be in trouble. They do. They have lots of really good players, but they don't have that. As to your point, they don't have that sniper. And with Sveshnikov being injured and he's not coming back, who's going to score that those two goals back to back, forty seconds apart to get them back in the game? And who that's that's the issue for me with them. Is, and I think it's it's I think they've tried to address it, and it's unfortunate they haven't been able to address it in in this situation because of injury. But right. they they you're right they can win any tight checking game, they can win any tight checking game. But I you know they've in in years past they have come up against teams that have more resilience. You know Tampa's had more resilience against them, and that's been that's been an issue for them. And to your point. Um, and how good good they are and where they finished in the standings, Bob. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if somehow they got upset in the first round. I doubt it, but maybe the second round only because of this, you know, they couldn't chase the game and they lost the, the last game and elimination game two to one. But it also wouldn't surprise me if they beat everybody. That's <laughs> That's how close they are. And, and they're, they're just a really good, solid team with – a fantastic coach. Rod Brindamore is a great guy, great coach. And you can tell, even as an outsider, you can tell that they love playing for him. Yeah. Uh, another question is the team right behind Carolina, only a point behind them, and that's New Jersey, who had that great run early in the year. And we talked a fair bit about how quick they are, how fast that team is. And then they started losing a few games and we kind of forgot about them. But they have come back in the last half of the season and they wound up having a really good year. Um, are they too young still, do you think? Maybe they um, they haven't failed forward yet, uh, a lot of them. So history tells us that you get into the Stanley Cup Finals and you learn a lot about yourself and quite often you get slapped aside uh, early on in your career before you figure out how to win. I don't know that that necessarily happens as much anymore, but they are a really, really good, talented team. Not, you know, if you if you look at their first round matchup against the Rangers, they they don't win the goaltending matchup. They probably don't win the defense matchup. I love their forwards. Um, 
I just don't, we'll see if they're as high end as the Rangers. The Rangers are, are a far more intriguing team to me because I think Jersey's on the come, right? They're a good team mm. that even if they fail this year, they're going to be around for a little while. Right. The Rangers are, are, the Rangers have turned back the clock. I think a lot of us look at it and think, boy, this looks like the Rangers before the cap when they, we're able to expend extraordinary amounts of money and gather in all these veteran players with the thought that they had such a pedigree that they would automatically they would automatically win. I'm not so sure about that. You spend most of the season trying to put your team together and bond and get a team that can win, and then you add really high-profile guys like Kane and Tarasenko at the deadline. That doesn't doesn't always work. And then the other question is that, you know, they've got a whole bunch of guys who can wear capes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've got enough guys yeah. who wear coveralls. You know, you, you you brought up a really good point about, well, while you were busy doing nothing in, on March the 3rd, trade deadline day, um, you, you know, the Rangers went and got Patrick Kane. The Devils went and got Timo Meyer. And, who's the better player? And who's, well, and, and now we're going to see who can contribute. Now, Meyer's been out because he had food poisoning, but he's back skating and he will play. Um, and, and this is when Tom Tom Fitzgerald spent a lot of currency to get Meyer to play uh, for this team. It will be fascinating to see if Meyer can get to that next level against this team of superstars. Uh, and I, because yeah. I think he's going to be, I, I think he's going to be paramount. If the, if the Devils are to win this series, Timo Meyer has to be a factor. Uh, you know, they got lots of young kids. You know, the Hughes boys are going to be fun to watch. But in the end, Timo Meyer has to score some key goals for this team. I don't disagree with that at all. I, I, I think it's a lot. It's funny because Devils were better than the Rangers in the regular season. Um, but so many people think the Rangers are prohibitive favorites in a series yeah. against New Jersey in the battle. Well, there were a lot of people. New York. A lot of people thought the Rangers were the best team in the NHL at the beginning of the year. That they were going to be, they were going to be the Boston Bruins. They were the odds-on factor before the season started. They were going yep. to be the team that was supposed to yep. come out of the East. That's right. Yeah, and they were a disappointment during the until regular Christmas season. Until Christmas time, they were until Christmas time they were a disappointment. Until Jacob Truba got mad at his own teammates, <laughs> threw his helmet against the glass. And then they went on a tear after that. And people could say, oh, that's not the case. That was the case. He 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 took his, his teammates by the shoulders and said, boys, this is stupid. We have to be better than this. And they've been great ever since. They've been great. So it, it will be. That's going to tell you what. I know we've done. We've all done battles of Alberta. We've done um, lots of great rivalries. Montreal, Toronto series. Devils, Rangers. Oh, my goodness gracious. It will be electric in both of those buildings by the way most 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 people in both buildings will be ranger fans <laughs> yeah yeah true enough it was fantastic i was there for the last one that they had how many years ago was that when uh jersey jersey beat the rangers and went on to the stanley cup final oh that was yeah. was that the uh sean avery martin rodeur uh in your face uh, was that that one no, no, it was, it was it was after that. Okay. But uh, but it's fantastic battle because you if you're in the city and if you're a fan of the city or a fan of the teams or if you're working, 
you just ride the subway and uh, and it's fantastic. And the, one of the things that's really changed in the NHL that is this really for the good is it, it used to be you thought, ah, if I'm going to be around a playoff series, I want to be in Canada because there's so much excitement outside of the game and people are, you know, people on the street that can't go to the game are enthralled with it. They're into it. And, but in the States now and in places like New York and New Jersey, it'll be, it'll be just fun to be around because whether you can get into the game or not, people will have an opinion about it and it's a lesser scale because of the size of New York, but it'll be fantastic. And it, it'll be, it'll be great fun and theater. It will. Absolutely. Now we haven't talked about Edmonton at all, Jimmy. What do you, what do you think about the Oilers? They're an outlier in my estimation that is a really good team. Probably, in my opinion, better equipped now to to win and finally win for McDavid and Dreisaitl than they have been at any other time. Uh, they go into the playoffs with a good goaltender. Their defense is better than it was last year and better than it was earlier in the season. Matthias Ekholm makes a huge difference. And they have some more depth at forward. But when the games are on the line and the series is on the line, it's going to be all about Connor and Leon and whether they can drag them over the finish line. And how can you doubt what those two have done? I think they've done a great job out there. I, but their first round matchup is no walk in the park. They're playing a really, really good disciplined team that, you know, if they get by that, they might have an easier time of it because they might face some more teams that might open it up for them but L.A. won't. No. One of the intriguing things that I've experienced over the years, and I've been in, in this business for almost 50. You're older than dirt. Um, is this notion that all Canadians, regardless of where they are, want a Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. And I, I that doesn't make, make a damn bit of difference to me. I could care less. Uh why is this notion out there? And and the media the media is responsible for this to a great extent because we talk about you know Canadian teams. When's the last? What's the last Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup? Well, who cares if your team didn't win? What do you what do you well, care? First you know, of all, nineteen ninety three. Okay, there you go. The Montreal the Canadiens, right? And yes, and the one thing that reflects that people care about Canadian teams winning is the ratings is the ratings. I mean, Jimmy, you've done you've done Stanley Cup final series with Canadian teams in it and the country is much more electric about that series than it would be a US US series. That's yeah, a fact. It is just patriotism, you know, with people from all across the country tune in and so you might get 10 or 11 million people watching in a Stanley Cup final if you've got uh, one Canadian team so you've got a you've got a home market plus you've got a few other home markets yeah. you know, the, the real hockey fans will will be watching and always do anyway no matter who plays in the Stanley Cup final but it uh I it I like to see it just for some of the cities and some of the people that are involved in the game just to to see them go crazy but to to what I was just pointing out earlier i mean how can you you're not dropping the atmosphere it's not any less exciting to be in nashville when they're playing pittsburgh for the stanley cup final it was fantastic and there's no you know it would, maybe it was better than the some canadian cities because they don't have any liquor laws apparently um <laughs> but, 
But you know what I'm saying? It's what's happened. St. Louis in 2019. Yeah. It was outstanding to be around there. So some of the things that used to be unique to Canadian cities, which was, you know, yeah, every because everybody will be participatory and not just the people that are inside the building, um, they've they're gone and it's transferred. And so there's no less enthusiasm in any of the US cities that might be there. Hey, before we let you go, uh two of your buddies uh have had uh, positive or have changes in their life john garrett retiring just yeah. a quick thought on john and your buddy craig simpson won the uh, canada screen award as the best sports broadcaster just a quick thought on both guys um long time coming for craig great analyst um consistent and really knows the game was so much fun to sit and broadcast the game the night before the game over dinner, uh, which we did all the time. Uh, and just so like John, great friend. Um, Cheech has been around forever and one of the friendliest guys and nicest people in the game. And I'm so happy for him that he, if he's decided of his own volition to to pack it in and scale it back well he deserves a break because he's traveled around the only thing i wish is he had a few better teams in the last few years to go out on but i would say this i if, if i was around the vancouver canucks i'd be paying him a whole bunch more to stay because right now the broadcast is better than the team and they need to change that yeah they're actually that's a really good point because those two guys and dan on top of it dan marie are a great example of what a quality broadcast can carry a mediocre team. Yeah. And so that's, and that's hard work. Yeah. And so <laughs> those is. are, uh, those are two guys I'm very fond of. One of the things that I've uh, learned over the years and, and I, I've seen an awful lot of crews and you're supposed to, there's a lot more people involved in a television production than just the people you hear and see on TV. So uh, one of the things that and I've heard about a lot of groups that at the end of the game, there's 15 different cabs that leave the truck and go to different places. I've been really fortunate to be on crews where everybody left together and did the same thing together. And uh, John Garrett and Craig Simpson were a big part of that. And I guarantee you that's part of the job you miss. Yeah, but I'd wish they'd just come all over to my house instead of, <laughs> I, I don't want to fly anywhere. <laughs> And do oh, not- you have the opportunity this year for the first time in your probably adult life to watch mm-hmm. a whole bunch more hockey games in the playoffs than you have in the past because you've always had a schedule that you had to keep. Uh, I assume you will be watching more playoff games this year. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. We hope you're enjoying your retirement. Um, I'm I'm not enjoying your retirement. I can tell you that. <laughs> I wish you were back. Nonetheless, uh, we thank you very much, as always, for, for taking time for us. And we'll bug you again down the road since you're doing nothing anyway. Okay. I've always got time for you guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Jimmy. That's Jim Houston. Back after this. When was the last time everyone agreed on what's for dinner? You want Chinese food, they want pizza, and someone is always craving Froyo. Well, there's something for everyone on DoorDash. Ordering is easy. Open up the DoorDash app, choose what you want from where you want, and your items will be left safely outside your door with our default contactless delivery setting. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more 
when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BOBCAST23. That's 25% off, up to $10 in value, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BOBCAST23. Don't forget, that's code BOBCAST23 for 25% off of your first order with DoorDash. Subject to change, terms apply. And we are back. Our thanks to Jim Houston once again for uh, taking time with yeah. us. Hey, hey, did you by chance watch the Golden State game Saturday night? Yeah, I watched Sacram- part of it. Uh, Sacramento? Yep. Um, I got thinking about it, it, it and just, you know, first of all, what a spectacular game. As a mo- as a seesaw, emotional, great to see Sacramento win its first playoff game since 2006. But watching Golden State play, I did actually think about the Tampa Bay Lightning. And when do teams hit the wall? When do they hit their past due date? And Golden State could could still win the series easily. Um, but these sure. teams, these teams like Houston was talking about, these teams that are able to sustain it on a on a regular, uh, you know, uh, schedule. I know Golden State had a couple of down years because of injury, Clay Thompson in particular. Uh, but man, oh man, are uh, these teams that can get ready for playoffs understand the importance of playoff hockey or playoff basketball. They are something to behold. And Golden State, to me, is one of those teams. The question is, can Tampa do that when they start playing the Maple Leafs on Tuesday night? Well, either that or will the Toronto Maple Leafs, you know, choke again? Because the key player, that's the truth, the key players <laughs> for the Toronto Maple Leafs, the guys who score the goals all year long, yeah, have not been the goal scorers in the playoffs. They are the guys who have not mm-hmm. been there. Mm-hmm. And the Toronto Maple Leaf fans are relying on that, relying on the fact that these guys are good and will score in the postseason. That has not happened over the last six years. We'll see whether it happens. Okay, let, let, let me ask you this. I'm not asking for predictions, uh, but I ask, I'm asking you, there are three Canadian teams in the Stanley Cup playoffs, Bob? Yeah. How many will get to the second round? See again, you know, this is like what I brought up during the during the conversation with Houston. Yeah. Who cares? Well, it does. Matter. I don't care about the Canadian teams. Well, I do, but I'm asking you. Well, is, is and I'm be... answering you. I don't yeah. care. Either you have to have an opinion whether Edmonton, Winnipeg, or Toronto will win a playoff series. Won't be Winnipeg, and I don't think it'll be Toronto. So therefore, it'll be Edmonton. So one. I'm not. I'm not as sold on Edmonton as clearly you are. Mind you, you're on their payroll, so. You have to be kind of a fan. Not on their payroll. Well, you're there often enough. <laughs> and I'm sure you don't pay I mean, for it. And I'm, I'm sure you don't pay for it. So I, I might use, you know, air, airplane points. <laughs> um, that being the case, uh, I'm not sure any of them will get out of the first round. Well, it's going to be a great two weeks. So I'll tell you that. It's going to be fun. Uh, I uh, There's no reason to believe that, that Winnipeg can beat v- Vegas. No reason whatsoever. Don't say uh, that. And Edmonton. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Wait, we're gonna talk to, we're gonna talk this way about uh, the NBA playoffs tomorrow, so it'll be good. Oh, are we? Yeah. Okay. Who are we having on? Paul Jones. Okay, good enough. We uh we hope to good see enough. you then. Oh, I'm gonna tell Paul you said, Oh yeah, he's good enough. Good enough. Yeah. Um, uh, if that's who we could get, that's who we got. Uh we'll see you to we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody.